We'll start the show when I say we'll start the show, Jonathan. Oh, I didn't mean to be a, a taskmaster or some sort of pushy mister. You are a pushy mister. <laughs> well, some of us might not have been prepared, you know? Some of us might not have had our recording software up to be able oh, to sure, start sure. recording. Oh, sure, Yeah. Oh. I was, I was just saying... I we was, hadn't even uh, hit records, and you said, before we'd even started, oh, we could start the show. The, st- the show starts when we're ready to start, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, someone hasn't even maybe, I don't know, turned off their air conditioner so it doesn't, like, blow profusely and make all sorts of terrible background noise on the recording. Did you think about that, Jonathan? Did you think about that? You're worse than the Skeksis, Jonathan. <laughs> I I just was saying we could start the show. I didn't say we have to Why start Why don't the- you cover yourself in rags where a bee can go, Mmm, start the recording. Mmm, yes. You bloody skate, your podcast skexes. People, I don't know if this is going to end up on the show. I don't know if you guys have started recording or not, but the skexes are like a bird muppet. Aristocrat. Yeah, you that is you. You are a bird muppet aristocrat. You always have been. It's what I've always said. I look like a lot of things. I don't think I look like a bird, really. Um, nah, no. not yet, anyway. Turtle, turtley. There was some... I used to hang in circles where they would call me Turtley John. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here he comes, Turtley John. I was shocked. Conrad. Yeah. When do you reckon we could get a giant shell? <sighs> I didn't want like, to. Well, we could fabricate one out of paper mache. All right, we'll get we'll get to work on that. Now I'll sync us up, but but we're gonna get you a giant shelter, Lee John. No, you shouldn't have told me that. All right. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. So, Conrad's going to run and do his thing. I'll uh, get us... <coughs> right. Well, what? What does that mean? You're gonna, uh, you're gonna get us, and then you just cough a lot. I never said that. I said I'm gonna get us. <laughs> I read. I read. That's what I did. Is that what you did? That's uh, Scooby Doo ish. Right. So I was thinking, Jonathan, in order to raise your profile and make you the celebrity that you once was in 1998 when you were in Road Rules Northern and Trail on MTV, you should be Scooby Doo. <laughs> Everyone loves Scooby Doo. I mean, I don't. It, it wasn't funny and it wasn't scary, so it failed as both a comedy and a horror. I I think that. Scooby-Doo was a creative failure, but people do like it. So what we could do is we could fulfil both of our ambitions, Jonathan, in that you could become a beloved pop culture dog and I could fix Scooby-Doo. Therefore, we achieve both of our lifelong ambitions. Ah, so I definitely don't want to be a dog. Oh, you do. Who wouldn't want to be a dog? Living free? (laughs) Not wearing clothes, that's the important bit. 
not wearing clothes? They are not free. They're usually owned. They're like literal slaves of people. But they don't know that. And isn't isn't ignorance the greatest freedom of all? Eat a bone. It's true that they seem happier than people a lot of the time. But I, w- I need to mentally become a dog. I, I couldn't Come on, be- Jonathan. What? Jonathan. Bark at the moon. Bark at the moon. <laughs> like Scooby-Doo did. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah. Bark at the moon. You're free and you're eating a bone and you've got no clothes on. It's not how the, not how the song goes. Here's what it- we're going to do, Jonathan, in order to make you America's favourite dog, right? We're going to... I don't know if you've picked up on the principal founding idea of, of this whole premise, but you're going to get nude. Very nude. I mean, very nude, though. Very nude, you said. You said. Well, well, I say that. I'll tell you what, I'll meet you halfway. You'll need a collar. (laughs) On a scale of one to nude, you're going to be very nude. Oh, quite, quite very nude indeed, my friend. It's okay. Conrad and I are going to be joining in on the shenanigans because you need... A, a scoopy gang, don't you, to ride the mystery machine, which is a wheelbarrow around. That's the that's the mystery, that machine, that wheelbarrow. The iconic mystery machine. Give me a wheelbarrow. I'll, I'll wheel you and <laughs> you and Conrad in it. You'd sit in it. You nude. Him dressed up as part of the Scooby gang. Me dressed up as part of the Scooby gang. Now, I've thought this through. Don't you worry about it. I've thought through every single detail of this. There are four members of the Scooby gang, not including Johnny Doo, which is you now. You are now Johnny Doo. There is, of course, Fred and Shaggy and Velma and Daphne. But there's only two of us, not including Johnny Doo, me and Conrad. So we're going to have to double up. What? Double up? Well, yeah, I mean... Like, be two people at once, somehow? Well, yeah, otherwise, how are you gonna have the entire Scooby gang present? It doesn't work otherwise. Yeah. (sighs) So Conrad's gonna be Frelma, and I'm gonna be Shagney. (laughs) Jinkies. Exactly, he's already halfway there. You've been bringing back Jinkies, Jim. I'm I'm bringing Jinkies back. I'm bringing it back to the American people, where it belongs after it was stolen by the French. I had forgotten that. Le Jinkies. Jinkies. Very French. Not anymore. It's freedom, Jinkies. <laughs> so anyway, Frel- Conrad's Frelma, I'm Shagney. You know, green shirt, but glasses. No, no, red hair. Green shirt, red hair. Conrad. Orange sweater, glasses, neckerchief and jeans. Neckerchief and jeans. And of course, because we are... All of the romantic interests, Conrad and I will be doing deep kissing while you, Jonathan, drag your ass across the floor. Going, I be Romantic? It's yes! There was no kissing on uh, the Scooby Doo show. That's why I'm fixing it. We're updating it for a modern audience that needs deep kissing. Yeah, people want to see. People want to see an amalgamation. Of Shaggy and Daphne and Velma and Fred doing deep kissing while a nude man in a dog collar wipes his ass on the floor and loves it. And eats Scooby Snacks. Oh, that's not all. That's not all he eats. Oh, absolutely not, dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of peanut butter, Johnny Dew is. Oh, 
Uh, peanut butter's not so bad. Handfuls of peanut butter. Um, like after we've done deep kissing and we've wiped all the all the mouth juice off our faces, right, Jonathan? We're gonna get handfuls of peanut butter out of jars, mountains heaped up in the palms of our hands, and we're gonna feed it to you. What? <laughs> While you're going, oh, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a live show. What what is what is the venue? Oh no no, we're just doing this at your house. <laughs> it's not. If you build it though, they will come. I'm assuming if we do this enough times, the word will get out. The word will get out that we're feeding a nude man in a dog collar, heaping mounds of peanut butter from our hands, and you've got to lick it. You've got to like. You've got to suck our fingers. Uh. <laughs> you've got to. You've, we'll shove as much peanut butter into your mouth as as you can, as we can. But then we're going to look at you and go, "Dirty dog, finish the peanut butter. Dirty dog, finish your succulent peanuts." And then you're going to grab our hands and start licking our fingers while "Lady in Red" by Krista Berg is played on a, on an LP. Lady in red is dancing with me cheek to cheek while you're just and I think I'll be holding like a microphone close to your mouth as you do it so that we can release an album called The Sound The Sounds of Scooby Doo. But just the sounds of them, not the songs of. It'll be an album of Lady in Red playing in the background. But very loud in the foreground will be your mouth licking peanut butter from our fingers while we look at you down. We look down at you and go, dirty dog, dirty dog. It's really, it's dominating and shaming me. (laughs) Earlier in the conversation, I said, I don't want to be a dog. They're like (laughs) slaves. And you said, no, they're free. It's freedom. Of course it's free. Because you're completely naked. Well, not completely naked. Uh, Because you are wearing the collar, but very nude. Yeah. That's not. If I don't want to be very nude, which I do not, then it is not. It's not free. It's it's um, it's, it's sort of a sex slave deal, I think. Don't knock it until you've tried it. Why is that? You hear that a lot. Um, but if we didn't knock some of the things before we tried them, we'd all be we'd be dead, or we'd all be nude, or both. We'd be dead and nude, probably. I don't want to be dead or nude. I look at it this way. You see berries in a bush, right? And you know not to eat them because they're poisoned. But we only know that because one brave soul didn't knock it before trying it. Yeah. You could be a pioneer, Jonathan. They're dead. I want to survive. Call me cowardly, but I would rather not die first. I'd rather call you a cowardly lion. Now you're gonna to have to be very nude for this one, Jonathan. They're very um, nah, as we nude. as we yeah. turn you into a cowardly lion by gluing as much barbershop hair that we found on the floor um, to your head as possible, and then we'll just send you out into the street naked, going put him up, put him up. <laughs> that was a, 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 spec, a spectacular special effects blockbuster one time. It's just a guy in a in a Halloween bot lion costume. I know. You look at it now and it's shit. We shouldn't <laughs> praise anything. It's always going to be like rubbish by the end of it. Oh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Yeah, he didn't invent a smartphone, did he? Should have raised his fucking game. <laughs> I didn't expect that today. Steve Jobs is looking at Alexander Graham Bell and being like, Pfft, amateur. Yeah. 
Nobody. Wow. Nobody. I've got a better idea for a phone. It's called a better phone than what he came up with. That's my invention. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? People love to talk about Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, he invented the telephone. Did he? Big deal. Someone would have. Do you think we'd have made it to 2019, the year of our Lord, without someone coming up with a telephone by now? Come on. I mean... What's the point? Yeah. Someone was going to have that idea. Someone was going to do it, Jonathan. So you're saying that an achievement is not an achievement because someone else would have achieved it if you didn't achieve it. I guess it was an achievement at the time. <laughs> sure, relative to all of the other people. Like, he was the first one to do it, I guess. And the only one to, to have done it before. You come up with something that no one else would have eventually come up with. So you started off. And then I'll be impressed. You were like, do it. Be nude. Be the man who eats the poison berries. Do it the first time. Oh, Alexander Bandel. Graham Bell. That's not his name. Alexander Graham Bell. He invented the telephone for the first time. No big deal. Who invented the telephone? Alexander and... Albert Agava! Alamander. Alka-Seltzer Gramble Bong. Amble Gramble Dambell. Amble Gramble Dambell, yeah. Inventor of the telephone. I actually, I agree with you, Jonathan. His name ain't worth remembering. I'm saying that on one hand, you're saying I should be a pioneer. On the other hand, you're saying that actual pioneers are worth nothing. I'm just saying... I'm just saying, I've got a real fucking problem with Alexander Graham Bell. The arrogance. The arrogance of the man to go down in history for inventing the phone, which I could have done if I had thought of it. If he were the one who ate the berries, would you then praise him if he died with the berries? Is that... Is it because he didn't die? Is that why... I'll say this. If Alexander Graham Bell had invented the telephone and died eating poison berries so we didn't have to, there's a hero. (laughs) I mean, that's a sacrifice, right? I mean, what does he get for... I mean, what happens when he invents the telephone, right? He gets incredibly wealthy and world acclaim. Big whoop, right? So so, so in order for your, your innovations, your pioneering to be worthwhile, you have to suffer and or die. Look at Jesus Christ. Worked for him. Yeah. He is a martyr of sorts. It's true. He's a famous, probably the most famous. You do not see people... Getting crucified all the time today. And you don't see people forgetting who Jesus Christ is. That's true. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you wouldn't try and say his name and go, I would. I wish his name was Jalookity Dudley Boo Boo. Doubly Boo Boo. Doubly Boo Boo. I think that. Doubly Boo Boo. Superstar. <laughs> The the Jesus story is inspirational in part because he was a martyr, but it also because he was uh, preaching kindness and goodness and empathy. Actually, I'll tell you what, right? Yeah? You make a good point. Fuck Jesus and all. I didn't say that. What? No, here's, here's my problem with Jesus, right? Oh, in his arrogance. Wow. Yep. Right? The Bible tells us, the, the, Bi- the Holy Bible, the good word right, tells us that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, right, and came back to life three days later and, I don't know, like, flew up into the sky or whatever it is he did, right? Why wasn't he eating poison berries? <laughs> Eat poison berries, get sick, three days later, fine. He could have worked out which berries we could eat. 
People could have been on the blackberry tip a lot sooner. Instead, they're looking at this blackberry bush saying, do we eat these blackberries? They seem poisonous. And then Jesus could have been like, ah, no, I tried them the other day, mate. They're fine. Don't eat those red ones. Those are just for birds. You know, it was because he died from eating them and then came back three days later and then ate more berries. <laughs> that was his If the, if the Bible was chapter after chapter of Jesus trying berries to tell us which ones are deadly and which ones are succulent, there's a hero. I'd have had a whole lot more respect for him. Absolutely. There's the son of man. Wow. Uh, and you called it the blackberry tip as though that is something people are on. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. are you on the blackberry tip? Oh, yeah, I ate a berry today. Wow. You're on the tip. Like, it's a it's a new fad or something. It's a new it's a new trend. I mean, I'd go as far as to call it the blackberry zeitgeist. <laughs> They're just eating blackberries? There's a reason why people named a phone after them. <laughs> That's not... Oh, that phone is not what's hot right now, that phone. Of course it is. I've seen that. <laughs> You've seen a lot of things. You've seen <laughs> most things. True. You've seen just about everything. I've seen most things, and most things are pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so you think, you think most things are pretty good? Yeah, but I don't like war. Whoa, you're anti-war? I don't like war, Jonathan. I'll tell you what as well, right? I don't like racism. That's great. I'm not expecting applause for it, but it would be nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't like racism. I mean, everybody says they don't like racism. I'm just going to lick lick the back of my hand and then pour it against my head like a cat. <laughs> meow, meow. You're the cat who doesn't like racism. And you I am the something. cat who doesn't like racism. That would be a great idea for you, Jonathan. <laughs> And what, yeah, how, Jonathan, why aren't you the cat who doesn't like racism? Why aren't you the cat who doesn't... What, do you like... Do you suddenly like racism, Jonathan? Is that what you're trying to tell us right now? I, no. You're saying you won't put on some cat ears and a little bell I and can... swagger into schools? Swagger into the schoolyard uninvited and just be like, Hey, kids, it's me. I'm that kind of Chilling cat. the cat. I'm chill. Chill about... Not liking racism, be like Chillingham. Chill out, cool cats. Meow. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's repulsive. Turn around. Yeah. Show him, show him your tushy, give it a no, little shake. Come on. And go, <laughs> I'm cool. It's <laughs> not cool. None of, the, none of that is a man, a grown man, old, old middle-aged man now, wearing cat ears. Showing up in a... a, You'll have your face painted like cats. They don't let you in the school. They don't let you near the children when you're you're coming in there talking about yourself to the kids, trying to tell them what's cool. Then show them my my backside, my rear end. Well, that's that's why you no. That's why you stand on the other side of the fence during recess with a with a cup with a cup in your hand that you're just rattling against the bus. Like I'm uh, a prisoner of some sort. Everyone, look at me! Look at me, kids! I'm the coolest one here. I mean, you've come up with a lot of ideas that'll land me in jail, but this is the one that I'm pretty sure... You've got your face painted up like a cat. I mean, there's no... You've got cat ears on, a little collar with a bell. You're wearing very short shorts, Jonathan. I figured, yeah. (laughs) Um... Very short shorts, a mesh tank top. (laughs) 
put on your mesh tank top and military boots. You're rattling a metal cup against the bus. Hey, look at me. I'm the coolest one here. Gather around, kids. I'm about to tell you that racism isn't good. I mean, <laughs> hey, look at me has... The call has already been made. And the police are racing there. The police are racist there. And that's what you'll say. You'll say, all cops are racist. Tell them that to their face, kids. Wow. See what happens. That actually kind of rhymed, didn't it? All, all cops, cops are, are racist. racist. Say it to their face, kids. Face kids. And there yep. we are. Mm. So, and then you just clap, <laughs> clap along with me, kids. All cops are racist. <laughs> Tell it to their faces. And then you sing that really loud, and then you say, the teachers are probably racist, too. It gets you. I mean, they have grounds to shoot me uh, just for being close to the children with the, the clothes I'm wearing. No. Yeah. They'll understand what's going on when you hand out photographs of Klansmen to the kids wow. and give them all matches and say, burn the Klansmen, kids. See how they like it. So I'm handing out clan flyers, but then saying, I don't like the clan, though. You burn. Well, yeah, that's what the matches are for. Yeah. Burning that's why you're the... giving the kids the matches. <laughs> passing it through the fence. Strike anywhere. I mean. I see what your problem is here, Jonathan. Yeah. You're worried about, well, where did the matches come from? You keep them in the metal cup. <laughs> come on, get... I'm sincerely concerned about getting shot through the heart like a direct like they're, they're shot taking through a... the heart <laughs> and you're to blame you I'm give love a bad name John Bond it's John Bond I don't Jordan. like racism hey. <laughs> yeah so that, that's what I do you sing that as well you sing shot through the heart after I've been or before I've been actually <laughs> shot through the heart because they're going to want to kill me and they're going to be able to get away with it too I mean I think you're going to want to do it beforehand because like there's a good chance you'll have a collapsed lug too and that'll make it really hard to belt it I don't want yeah. to do it at all I want to survive the day again let's not treat this as a foregone conclusion that the police will turn up when you're being chilling on the anti-racist cat. I, I've been trying to get Sting to show up at my birthday party for years, and he never has. So I don't know why you're so concerned. I tell you what, Conrad. We can't get you Sting, but we can get chilling on the cat. He doesn't like racism, and he's the coolest one there. Anyway, Jonathan, once you've called in a bomb threat to a local hospital, the cops will be dealing with that. That gives you about a 15-minute window to get your anti-racism message out. 15-minute window? To, to who? To the children and the teachers? They've, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the kids have been brought into the school. I'm just screaming alone at a fence near a school as children and teachers peer terrified through the windows out, you know, begging, <laughs> calling the police again. He's still here. Please, please get here. We don't know what he's going to if if the if that scenario happens, yes, that is, then it, no one's gonna stop you from climbing over the fence. That uh, I mean, they would be too frightened. I think. I mean, it's possible the principal the would fence. come out with like a yardstick <laughs> or a broom or something and and say like, get the get get off my school or else I'm gonna hit you with a broom. Like they may. There may be some brave, uh, misguided soul who attempts to attack me, in, in which I will just be beaten with a broom or a yardstick because I'm not going to... I just think it would be good for America. No. And to heal 
to heal all of the, the, the racial tension in this country if you were to climb over a fence in a school and run at the kids yell, yelling, meow, meow, racism's bad. I'm the coolest one here. Look what I can do. And then you do a cartwheel. At least as good a one as you can do. Oh, they're very bad. They're they're. Um... I imagine you'll just sort of like place your hands on the floor and kick your legs up a bit, and then stand up slowly and hurt. Yes, that'd be good. Entertain the kids with your your tumbling act. You do a, a, a half, well, quarter cartwheel on the floor. Just put your hands on the floor, kick your legs up a bit, roll around. Uh, so the kids are. <laughs> They're the only people who aren't in pain or, or, or ter- terrified. They're fine, which is good. Oh, they're loving it. We'll give them some sticks. <laughs> Why? Why are we going to give them? Well, everyone knows that, you know, people like to dangle sticks with little bits of string over a cat's head and the cat will play with it. So we'll hand the, the children some large sticks and I'm sure that's what they will do. As you roll around in the mud on the floor going, meow, meow, tell me how cool I am. I'll be I'll be honest. This is moving away from racism and I and and more towards you putting yourself over and telling the kids how cool you are. I mean, that's now exclusively what it is. You're rolling on the floor. You've climbed over the fence, sweating and exhausted. But that just adds to your mystique. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Let's be honest. The anti-racism message was largely performative. Well, yeah. Obviously, yeah, I didn't mean it. You're saying. That's the part I didn't mean, but the rest. Well, we're of trying it... to make you a celebrity, and that celebrity one hundred and one is like take up causes you don't really believe in. I do. I do actually. I wrote a twenty-page uh, PowerPoint presentation about the problems that come along with bias. I've never written a PowerPoint presentation about how I am the coolest cat in school or anything like that. Until now, I d- don't. <laughs> what do you? How do you write a twenty? Is it just the same slide twenty times with a picture of me? I don't know, but you're going to have to figure it out because Jim and I are going to be there with a slide projector and a screen. Yeah, you've got until Thursday. I honestly, you know, that is like asking me to write the greatest American rock and roll song. I just couldn't do it. I could make something, but it would not be what you asked for. Jonathan. Yes. Write the greatest American rock and roll song. (laughs) Do it now. Do it now. (laughs) Trust me. Do me a song now. Right now. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, you're, <clears throat> you're my little cuckoo boy. Mm-hmm. You're my little cuckoo child. You're my little cock a new baby. It's not the greatest American rock song, see? <laughs> I proved you Yeah, wrong. but when you're singing that to the children through the fence. You're my little cuckoo boy? I think they're going to be really entertained as you rattle that cup on the fence and go, you're my little cuckoo baby. It's like you watched Stephen King's It and was like, (laughs) this is how to parent. This is how to uh, engage. It's popular. It's not a parenting guide. It's a a horror film. I'm a terrifying monster is what you've turned me into. Is it not a parenting guide? (laughs) Is it not? I I haven't seen it. I, I shouldn't oh, speak with such expertise. Shit. I'm familiar with... <laughs> I, I took it seriously. I, I pulled that kid's arm off. <laughs> I was hiding in the sewer and I pulled that kid's... Is that not what you're meant to do? I did it properly and everything. I went, oh, yes. They float. You did that to a child that you know. Yeah. And when you're down here, you'll float too. Then I 
Then I pulled him down into the sewer. What were you doing? In the, oh, why were you in the sewer? Why'd you get... Trying to be a good dad. <laughs> it's, not, it's not... You only tell me now that it isn't a how-to for parents. No, it's, it's called it, which is a real objectifying, like, monster word. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was short for it is how you do parents. <laughs> Makes sense to me, yeah. It is how you do parents now. Just the first word of that sentence that you thought was the rest of the sentence. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. I watched Gangs of New York last week. Starring Daniel Day-Lewis and Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, uh, Cameron uh, Diaz. And Cameron Diaz, wow, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. As an it? Irish lady mm. who did raw fucking... She With did. Leonardo DiCaprio spoilers. Oh, I haven't seen that part. Raw fucking. There's a whole scene. Really? There's a whole scene where where Leonardo DiCaprio has Cameron Diaz bent over a barrel, and he's just going raw fucking. And then Cameron you. Diaz has Leonardo DiCaprio bent over a barrel, and she's going raw fucking. You're damn right. Don't believe. Pagora, because she's Irish. Oh right, she's throwing it in there for uh, culture. Mm-hmm. It's a long movie. It's supposed it's to whisk. Long. It's whisking you away as its goal to take you there to that time in New York. Yeah, when there was gangs. It took me to Dreamland personally. I <laughs> don't remember a thing about it. I watched it all. The raw fucking scene woke me up. Sure, sex as well as Daniel Day Lewis's arresting performance. Oh, he is. He's very beautiful and such a talent. He's got a bushy mustache in that film, if I remember correctly. He's got a mustache. He's got a long, tall hat. Oh. Mm, one of them stovepipe jobs. One of them stovepipe jobs. Now, I'll tell you what, Jonathan. Mm. I have purchased three tall stovepipe hats. Oh, oh, and why did, why did you do that? Well, I was watching Gangs of New York and thought to myself... Jonathan would be a good gang leader. Oh, oh, you're right. He'd be a very good gang leader. A good Civil War era gang leader. What? Doesn't that involve directing people towards acts of violence? Well, here's the thing. Gangs of New York is very popular. It needs a sequel. Gangs of New Boston. (laughs) This is not this is not what's true. This is very what's true. We are going to be a new gang in Boston. But unlike modern gangs with their guns and their meth, we are going to be old school. Civil War era gangs with our stovepipe hats and our fancy jackets and our kilts. Why do we want to be gang men? They're crime men. They're bad men. So we can wear kilts and show how good our legs look with sock suspenders. Couldn't we just get bagpipes and be... I'm not saying I want to do that either. Less bagpipes, more stovepipes. Hats. We are Boston's hottest new slash old gang. Old because, you know, draft riots and all of that shit. They do like history here in the in the. Oh, they love history, history and historic Boston. It's the founding uh, city of the the whole nation. Yeah. It's one of the first cities in the whole country. Just imagine. Imagine a Boston tour guide with Boston tourists being all like, and now. We go through historic, bo- oh, ye old Boston town, under a bridge. That is where ye old Boston town is, under a bridge. And look, it is an authentic Civil War era new Boston gang. I give you the white cotton panty boys. I love it. 
Love it. And it's, it's us three with our kilts and our stovepipe hats and our fancy jackets and our t- curly moustaches playing dice and just throwing dice at each other saying, you win. <laughs> so we notice when someone else won and we tell them that. <laughs> yeah, we just throw dice. At each- I don't know how gambling works. So we just throw dice at each other and say, you win. <laughs> like uh, like the Street Fighter 2 announcer at the end. You win. Yeah. We look at the Boston tourists as they're... Basically, I know this guy called called Lloyd. He hangs out down by the river, and he's just taken up a job as a tour guide. I, I say that. As, as a replacement tour guide for tourists that don't know he's not their tour guide. And he's going to direct them under, <laughs> under the bridge so that we're there throwing dice around, and then we look at the tourists as Lloyd's like, look over there, the white cotton panty boys, and then we, we run at them. <laughs> Wait, why? why? Why don't we do that? <laughs> We run at them, and we like, get right up in their face and be all like, hey, you lily-livered jackanapes, you got any money? That's our threat. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way we shake them down. That's how we get... The bur- we burgle or mug for the the <laughs> we just got so many of your ideas like forsooth and zounds you got any money for me <laughs> they just lead to being badly assaulted the thing about the ideas no. like some people may listen to the show and be like wow that uh, Jim Sterling some some of his ideas are somewhat insensitive they would they would bother people they would they, but what's really uh, key to the ideas is they lead to the person doing the ideas to being very badly beaten no one is gonna mess with a gang no no one is gonna <laughs> screw with the white cotton panty boys <laughs> give it thy property over yeah lest we puncture thee literally everyone is gonna mess with the white cotton panty you're either <laughs> going to uh, avoid out of disgust or you're going to badly assault the white cotton panty boys you show up and say i am a white cotton panty boy you're immediately going to either be mocked or physically damaged by those who see you as weak and worthless not once we establish dominance (laughs) not once we go out onto the streets of new boston we don't we don't even have any weapons We've got, we're we're throwing dice at each other. Don't you worry about it. I've got this. You think that I haven't thought this through. I, yes, I do not think you've. We go out onto the streets of New Boston. New Boston? Looking for the toughest gang around. (laughs) Throwing dice at people, just saying, you win. (laughs) We, we, we find a group of people who look especially hard, who look especially tough. And we march up to them throw our dice at their feet and say, hey, you, yeah, no, good neck bastards. This is our toif now, and you're gonna... This is you saying this, Jonathan. Me. This is our toif now, and you're gonna fuck off. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll fucking rush ya. So, so I'm letting them know in advance that I am going to attack them unless they just leave. So they are completely prepared to just say, okay, we'll leave, and then just go around the block and then shoot me in the back, club me, knife me, drop a brick on me from a nearby building. No. Hit me no, with a car. No. 
um, just simply tackle me. You know, I'm You're not so wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> How am I wrong? They're gonna take one look at you, and they're gonna be like, "Oh man, I am so sorry." Please excuse me while I depart. Yeah, because you're going to be wearing a stovepipe hat, curly moustache, bow tie, smart swanky jacket, no shirt or anything underneath, kilt, sock suspenders, socks, no shoes. Because that's the way the white cotton panty boys roll. And then if they give us any lip, if they give us any trouble... You'll look to me and Conrad and you'll say, right, time to show them what we can do. If they're like, oh, well, we're not going to go anywhere. We, 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 we don't take kindly to your threats. You'll say, right, time to show you what we can do. And that, Jonathan, is when we lift up our kilts and show them our white cotton panties. <laughs> and I will, I will walk right up to the toughest looking gang member and I'll lean in and I'll whisper in his ear and I'll just go, white cotton Panties. You've been stabbed. You've been stabbed. <laughs> as soon as you get close enough to go white, you're stabbed. And you can't say any more words because your lung is punctured and, and the air is just leaking out. So it's white. Just a whine of the air draining from your lungs like a balloon. No way. Yes, the, the white. White cotton <laughs> panties. Very. So in 2019, panties is a, a word that is associated with femininity, with um, kind of a gentleness, uh, pseudo sexual or potentially sexual, but definitely not like dominance in a, in a uh, man versus man gang warfare style combat scenario. So nah, any, any sort of nah. associating. I'm the manliest person I know. Oh, sure. I'm the manliest person I know, and I've got no problem wearing ladies' clothes. I wear women's pants. They fit me better, generally. I don't know about you, but I find white cotton panties to be highly, highly intimidating. (laughs) Every time I'm presented with them, it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? It's going to get crazy here. (laughs) Are you you going... where you're presented, where they are presenting themselves. I don't know. There's all sorts of places, I guess. Oh, it's a wild world out there, my friend. You got to get out there. It is wild. 2019 is wild. You're right. But I don't see a lot of people just presenting panties to each other. And then the reaction being, oh, I'm about to get attacked. It's a physical. Are you worried? Yes. Are you worried, Jonathan, that when you lift your kill, they're going to see your hootie and the blowfish tattoo on your inner thigh? Is it the whole band? Is that what it is? On my oh, it's the absolutely whole band. And and their name underneath in the Back to the Future logo. <laughs> and the yeah, blowfish. The blonde guy, the skinny blonde guy who smiles a lot in all the videos. Yeah. He's there. I see what you mean, though. We might need to, like, let's not find the toughest guy in town. We'll start small and work our way up so our reputation precedes us, and then they'll be scared of us before we even arrive. I mean, We do this in an old folks' home. Many of them will be old enough to remember the gang, the original gangs of New Boston. So they'll be like, oh, well, I know the drill here. Keep quiet while they whisper white cotton panties in our ear. <laughs> don't give them any trouble, so Margaret. The, these old, these homes, I don't know if you mean a nursing home or a rest home, a uh, assisted living facility. Yeah, just w- wherever they'll put up less of a fight. <laughs> There's always staff members who are paid to protect and uh, safeguard the lives of the residents. They're not paid top dollar, don't get me wrong, but they will 
as the school teachers will, who are also not paid top dollar, but have a certain parental attitude towards the people they're in charge of or are charged with, they will call the police and or attack. Like, we're going to get... I want to know, can you come up with an idea that doesn't involve the police coming to get me and hurt me and 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 arrest me or shoot me or beat me or kill me? Any of those things. Just any, yes. any idea. Just one. Because the Scooby idea is definitely going to result in, in serious charges, serious um, yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, public uh, nuisance, uh, indecent sure. exposure, yeah. um, the public nuisance, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So just any, any idea where I'm not arrested and or uh, beaten after the mm-hmm. idea happens. Yes. Eat a bucket of spiders. They are. There's no law against that. <laughs> How is that going to... Get me famous. How is that going to help? I mean, it is an idea. It's words. There were words. Earlier, I said that Alexander Graham Bell wasn't all that impressive because someone would have invented the phone. You did. No one can say that eventually someone would have eaten a bucket of spiders. You're already one up on Alex Alex B. Ali B. Ali G B. <laughs> there we are. People have eaten a bucket of spiders, I think. It's a, it's a fear factor. Oh, and then two trick. buckets of spiders. We'll up the ante. So it's not about whether you ate the spiders. It's how many buckets of spiders you ate. And how many crawfish are in your underpants when you do it. Wow. That's one. That's a two for one is what that is. That's uh, pinchy, painful. Pain. You're right. Okay. You got me. These are not ideas that would get me arrested as long as I did them alone. But if I do them alone, how are they going to get me famous? I've got another one. This will be a Netflix special. We'll film this. This, I promise you, this will not get you arrested. Really? This will not get you beaten. Really? This will not get you hurt. Really? I mean, they've all get me hurt. It's whether I'm hurting myself or somebody no. else. Like, okay, sure, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's called Lord Holmes's Secret Sugars. <laughs> all right. You'll be Lord Jonathan Holmes of Glastonbury on the ice. Glastonbury on ice, yep. Glastonbury on ice, right? For this idea, you will be... Hmm, uh, I want to say nude. You're kidding. Really? Me? Nude? <laughs> I didn't think you'd say that. I'll tell you what, right? I'll meet you halfway. Nude and a diaper on. So only mostly nude. Is the diaper on at least my uh, my diaper zone, my my genital and, uh, and yes! butt region? Okay. You'll be wearing diapers in the traditional sense, but Oof. you'll also be painted red, bright red. Like the Red Hulk, like uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who became the Red Hulk? Yeah, you'll be like Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. You'll be painted bright red and you'll have a Georgian wig on, powdered wig. And this is Secret Sugars is where you're going with this. Oh yeah, Lord Holmes's secret sugars uh-huh. because because Conrad has hidden a secret length of licorice about your person. Ooh, what? It's red licorice, strawberry licorice, so it's even harder to find against your red Thaddeus Thunderbolt flesh. And then you, Jonathan, with your hands on your hips, <laughs> swivel. A little bit, like just just wiggle your ass a little bit and go, ooh, ooh, find my secret sugars, rummage my rumpus, rummage my rumpus. And then I 
have to put my hands all over you trying to find the licorice while like being really upset that I can't find it. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Screaming in your face. Where is it? Where is this fucking licorice? And you're going, oh, rummage my rumpus to find out. Where could it be? It's not in my ass. I promise you that. It's always in your ass. Yeah, I told you to rub. I think a rumpus is a is a butt is a is a is an ass, and I, it could be many things. I'm sure. It, I guess so. In this case, it is your ass. <laughs> I think almost every time. Not up it. Not up the whole of it. I'm not a monster. It'd just be in the crack. <laughs> so I asked you to rummage it, which just means oh, to yeah. like take a bunch of stuff and just push it around and mix it up and make a big <laughs> mess of it. So you, I want you to like grab my butt cheeks and like shake them around and mix them up somehow. Well, not not at first because I don't know where it is. It could be anywhere on your body. So, but every, I, I, I commanded every episode. Every episode of Lord Holmes. There's Secret more than Children one episode. About, yeah, it's about thirty-two minutes long. And I want to say, like, the first 27 of that is air horns blasting and circus music playing. Wow, it's a true nightmare. While I'm screaming, just, where is it? You fucking tell me where it is. Where is the licorice, you piece of red shit? And you're just going, I'll never tell. Definitely not up my ass. <laughs> and I'm like clawing at your body and I'm like slapping your thighs and like licking at your, your feet. Just I'll find L- it. Licking? <laughs> I... I'll find it. When I find it, you're in big trouble. How, 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 how is licking my feet going to help you find it? How is that going to, what are you finding when you lick a foot? You're not, there's no finding in the lick of a foot. Well, yeah, because I'll lick, um, tastes like foot. Um, tastes like foot. Um, tastes like strawberry bootlaces. I found the licorice. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you don't think you'd be able to see it? You're thinking I need to use my sense of taste on this man Jonathan, in order to discover what part of him is licorice. Yes. How do you not understand this? The licorice is red. It's strawberry licorice. You are painted red. You are Lord. You are Lord Holmes. I'm a lord. I'm a lord of, uh, what was it, Driscoll or Dartmouth on Glastonbury ice? on ice. Glastonbury on ice, yes. How are you not a lord? You're wearing a powdered wig. All of this makes perfect sense. It, it, it's so even, I'm not, there's no part of me that looks like licorice, I don't think. I don't, I, not that, I, I don't know. Except all of you, because you are red licorice coloured. <laughs> it takes... It'll blend in. It's how camouflage works. Do you think? Do you think when the army invented camouflage, they were like, well, I don't look like a bush. I'm not wearing that. The first person who said that got shot in the gut, and the gut shot's the worst one. The bleed slow. True. The gut uh, takes its time for you to lose all of your uh, life essence from it. Yeah, and no one's treating them. No, they don't. The other soldiers are like, well, we're fine. We're wearing green and brown. You thought you were too good for it. He was an innovator, and now that one is bad. So berry eating innovator, good. Alexander Graham Bell, bad. Jesus could have been better if he ate more berries. The guy who refused <laughs> to wear camouflage, bad? Because he got shot? What? I'm a little upset that you haven't done the Lord Holmes voice yet. What? It's not good when I do it. And it's not... Just say, ooh, ooh, find my secret sugars, rummage my rumpus. I won't mean I won't mean it. 
I, I can quote you. You want me to qu- just quote like a like a like I'm a reporter so, saying like so help me God. Netflix is listening to this. Net- and if you don't do it, they won't know to bite off on this and give us a series. Netflix is strangely enough. I was going to tell you guys that uh, Netflix is 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 coming closer to me as we speak. And they yes. may, they may, they're definitely Won't not come listening. as close to you as I am. <laughs> they may listen to this. And if they do, I think they will not want to. You know, recently a Saturday Night Live cast member was hired, then promptly fired because they found his old podcast. And on his podcast, he would do some racial stereotypes sometimes and like make some jokes that were uh, not that funny and then laugh about them. They were mean jokes but he says now oh well i was just like being so bad that it was funny i don't mean those things Mm -hmm. i just said if i thought of a bunch of terrible things like what's the worst thing i could say then i said it to be like wow it would be really bad if somebody said that it meant it but i didn't mean it that was the joke like wouldn't it be incredibly funny if somebody was this depraved and awful as to do a asian stereotype wouldn't that be a shocker i mean if that got him fired from SNL, we, we're all completely any 30 seconds of this show. No, no, because earlier in the episode, we said racism was bad. We also said that Jesus could have done a better job if he just ate more berries. And that well, he, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you I said overrated. <laughs> you didn't say overrated, but I think you... I said he was arrogant. <laughs> I said he was Billy Arrogant. Yes, yes, like you know, the, the preaching, humility, and kindness, and all that. But you, you said arrogant because not enough uh, poison berries. So, so if Netflix does hear this, we're ma- we're not making jokes here at anybody's expense. <laughs> like we are trying to make you famous, and I. So I don't see what the problem is. I think the people in Netflix would be very happy to bring us on after what they've heard so you far. You don't think they're going to be afraid to be associated with the uh no, arrogant not at all. Jesus not at all. Slash... They still hire Dave Chappelle. That is true. Dave did speak his mind. They've got like 15 Netflix specials called Triggered by <laughs> by different comedians <laughs> who are all doing very well from what I've gathered. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard Adam Carolla really complaining about um people. Basically what we'll do Jonathan mm. is at the very end of this whole podcast. This one I'll I'll just say, what's the matter? Are you triggered? <laughs> and then Netflix will hire us and everyone will say we're funny. You can do anything you want in the world, so long as you end it with that. Jesus was arrogant, didn't eat enough poison berries. What's the matter? <laughs> triggered! I, I saw a uh, that Dave Chappelle sketch, uh, that special... It's a, It turns out it's a lot like Big Bang Theory. You ever seen those Big Bang Theory um, cuts where they cut out the laugh track? Yeah. Mm. So it's just people being like, I can't believe it. I can't get a date because I'm a nerd. And then there's just no laughter. Somebody did that with the Dave Chappelle special, and it is just a man complaining about not being popular enough. Oh. Yeah. So basically like 50% of what I do. <laughs> It's a little different, I think, because Dave Chappelle, you know, has millions in his pocket. He has a Netflix special. I mean, what's there to complain about at that point? Um, So, uh, ironic. There's a lot of irony going on there. That's true. I've got a lot of valid reasons for my bitterness. Yeah. You you, uh, have every reason to be 
primed and ready for more, which is what you are all about. You've got a fire in you because you have not yet made it to a Netflix special level. Absolutely. I'm going to get my Netflix stand-up special. It's just going to be a long, detailed list of everyone who I feel has dicked me over in my life. <laughs> really personal as well. If the audience laughs, then everyone will think that it must have been funny. That's exactly. What, Dave Chappelle will be like, ah, oh, man, I hate it when people think that they were molested by children. And then everyone laughs. But if they don't laugh, then uh, it's not comedy. You just need to get people to laugh at everything you say. Chapter one of my stand-up special, Pricks. Starting with my <laughs> drama teacher, Mrs. Tandy, who cast me as Wino One in Little Shop of Horrors. Wino One. Wino One? Wino One. He gets one line. Which is, then you go. And then everyone, all the, all the other actors, all the people who are considered talented get to sing the rest of Downtown. Downtown, where your life's a mess. Downtown, where you wear a vest. All of that stuff, right? I get, then you go. Opening fucking night. Opening fucking night. They play trumpet over it. What? I sit up and go, then you go. No one's paying attention to me because at the same time I'm going, then you go. Trumpet, which was off key. <laughs> this is a pretty good Netflix special. They didn't do it. They didn't do it second night. They did it fucking opening night. I would watch this Netflix special for sure. Years later, I played Ariel in Return to the Forbidden Planet. Same school, same drama teacher. And she said, why didn't I cast you better before? Oh, so... And then muttered something under her breath along the lines of, to, to try and make it seem like it wasn't her fault. Just, oh, well, you didn't really ever take it seriously, did you? I'm like, fuck you. Little Shop of Horrors is my favourite, favouritest musical. Wow. You fucking prick. To a child. I didn't say that. This was, you were a child at the time. Oh, absolutely. Saying you never really took it seriously. If I was, if I was 30 years old... <laughs> Being cast as Wino One in a school play and being really angry about it, though, that would be its own Netflix special. That would be a great net. I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that whole show. And like if anyone's got any, if anyone's got a problem with me breaking into a school and demanding I be cast, and when I'm not, like, get really pissed off at the trumpeter. If anyone, if security tries to come and cart me off, I'll just say, "Well, what's the matter, security? Triggered, are you?" <laughs> And then they'll say, oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't realise that you were going to ask us if we were triggered to sit right down, get a VIP seat. Maybe this show could be called Guy Stuff. Yeah. Where you're just kind of doing guy stuff, like going into a school and demanding to be cast as something better than Why No One. You're, you go into a, uh, a Dell computer factory and just start, um, you know, sitting on the computers, kind of rubbing around on them. Kissing them, hugging them, and stuff like that. Just guy stuff, you know? Like, go to That'd a great. milkshake factory and just uh, start demanding that they uh, shave you, like, shave you down, shave the skin flakes off you, and then put it in milkshakes and not tell anyone. It's guy stuff. And as soon as anyone says, like, we don't want to put your skin flakes in a milkshake that's uh, against the FDA codes, we'd get in trouble. You, you can use the triggered line again. Yeah, it's oh, oh you won't you won't put my desiccated skin into a milkshake. You're starting to sound a little bit triggered. You know what? I think Jonathan needs to start his own milkshake company what? that allows human skin flakes in it. Call them milk flakes. Yeah. <laughs> and there are milk flakes, it's powdered milk flakes. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm not doing I I don't mind if Johnny you do. Fiddles <laughs> Johnny Fiddles Milk Flakes. Johnny Fiddles. Yeah. That is the l least not 
pedophilic sounding name in the world. At least not. Yeah, because we're sort of reaching the end of the show, and I really like Johnny Fiddles as a name, so I'm, I've, I've got this, I've got this suspicion it's gonna be used again in future. Well, it's oh. like both a name and a phrase, which is kind of magical, right? The, and the, yeah. who has anyone ever like a consenting adult been like, oh yeah, fiddle, 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 <laughs> fiddle me there. Oh yeah, fiddle baby, that. fiddle me harder. Yeah, nobody wants to. Fiddling is only done by someone who's being gross, for sure. It's never a consensual, passionate, sexual, uh, healthy engagement. Well, I think that's very, very insulting to the vast majority of our listeners who are all in string quartets. I, 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 I didn't mean people who play the... Oh, fiddlers are bad. No, I did not... <laughs> I did not do a high-pitched voice and say fiddlers. Yeah, you did. Hey, last I checked, last I checked, it was a fiddler that took down the devil. Yep. It was uh, in that battle in Georgia, I think. The, the, and the who would battle. be on our roofs if not for fiddlers? That's also true. All of our roofs have fiddlers uh, because of that one time that there was a fiddler on the roof. They wouldn't if you had your way. Oh, get off my roof, you, you no good fiddler. I mean, and that's that's thousands of jobs, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it probably is. There probably are thousands, but that's not that many. You'll have to take over. If we, if we get rid of them, if I go to Boston, next time I'm in Boston, if I go there and I see no fiddlers on the roofs, I'm going to make you climb a building, take your clothes off and play with yourself. Why do I, <laughs> why, why does it have to be me? Why do I have to take my clothes? Couldn't I just play the fiddle? No, you will fiddle on the roof. Well, we, we're not citizens there, Jonathan. You got, if you're going to have a proper fiddler, you got to be a member of the community. Yeah, you're not, you're not part of the guild. You're not part of the fiddler's guild. I'm not part of the fiddler's guild, so I have By to. By royal appointment. You can't have transient fiddlers. No. And that's why? You want your why? fiddlers to be homegrown. <laughs> so so I'm not allowed to play the fiddle. You will be a scab. <laughs> oh, a scab? A scab You'll fiddler. You'll be a scab fiddler. Is just a nude man playing with himself on a roof. That's a, That's <laughs> Yo, your idea of somebody who's taking God, a, yes. a fiddler's job from the when the fiddler's union goes on. Oh, on this would be great. This is not this great. This would be great. This is You'll not be, great. <laughs> You'll be like kids on a roof. Playing with yourself, tugging on your bowls, oh, yanking no. on your oh, yanking geez. on your chungus. I really don't like it. People on the ground floor holding up protest signs, throwing stones up at you, going "boo, scab." Oh, that's why boo, they're mad because because I'm boo, taking crossing a the picket line. <laughs> that's the problem. Yes. Yeah, they'll throw their violins at you. <laughs> that that's not why they'd be mad. They'd be mad about um, a public display of sexuality, which is like mentally, psychologically invasive and destructive. It's traumatic to watch someone force a sexual engagement uh, on you visually by by sexually stimulating them. Obviously, though, it's going to make you a hero to the local business community. It, oh, obviously, yeah. you're going to be a capitalist's wet dream. They've longed for something like this. They have all the money. They have all the connections. You go from your fiddling on the roof to Netflix special in just a couple of jumps. I, as I've said before on the show, as much as I think it's the worst, one of the worst ideas, I wouldn't be surprised if it worked. Logan Paul has his own movie. 
He just goes around Japan like throwing squids on people's cars and doing uh, offensive Asian accents, and he's making millions a year. So I don't know what gets people famous anymore. Maybe I've got some these... idea involving squids. So I'll I'll save it for next time. That's that's good news. That's good news. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm on the precipice of launching a, a podcast that I hope to get both of you on called the Silky Wilkins Podcast. Just wanted to let you guys know that. And Netflix is is listening. That's why Netflix might listen to this show too. Good. Because they might do a, do a background check. That will propel your career. I hope everyone who listens to this show Google's Silky Wilkins when it comes out though. Because it, if it's not popular, then it's not – Netflix won't, won't give us a show. I'll be on your podcast. Can I be on your podcast and be on Netflix? Can I be on Netflix, please? That's what I would like. I would like you to be on – Finally, some fucking recognition unlike what the BBC <laughs> fucking did. But it's not – I mean, it's a new podcast. It may be bad and it doesn't exist yet. It's been – we've recorded most of it earlier in this week. So maybe it will be out by, I don't know. October. Even if it's bad, so long as I'm good. If Netflix is listening, that's all that matters. I mean, it's so long as you're good because we're trying to get you famous. Sort of. I mean, I don't care if I get famous or not, uh, but it's a show that I would want it to do okay. And I would want you to succeed, and you too, Conrad, of course. You're invited. You'd have to be on there. You'd have to uh, talk about Silky Wilkins, though, because that's the uh, subject of the show. We'll talk more about it. This little teaser, just teasing at the end of the show. It's a nice tease. Well... Well, it's a nice tease. It's a nice. I mean, nice it'd be it'd be better if fewer of shorter shorts. Obviously, as short as you can. It's an audio. Like, no one knows what I'm wearing. I can I'll tell know. you. You know. Some, I will know. Somehow, you know. Yeah, it's I true. know you're not wearing short shorts right now. It's true. I'm not. I'm wearing full length are. blue slacks. I'm like a bloodhound, but with ears and only hearing in someone's voice if they're wearing very short shorts. <laughs> You guilty as charged. You got me. I am also. Yeah. Uh, I am. All, I am not wearing that. I'm wearing boxer shorts underneath it. Mm-hmm. Is that what's good? Why did I tell you that? Why do I do these things? Why does anyone? Why? Why am I here? Does anyone know? What color? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I'll check. They're blue. Good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Now I feel. I'm, I'm glad we sorted that out. Yes, me too. Um, so now that you've now that you've let me know the color of your boxer shorts, which mm. I, I I like to check in now and then, as you know, just to just to make sure that you've got them on, um, and then to see if they're blue. Um, now that we've done that, and now we've got that out of the way, that routine out of the way, do you feel more famous? As we draw to our conclusion. No, this time I don't. But I, oh, I no. feel like I might feel like I am. I feel more afraid than ever. But, you know, sometimes... The, That's halfway there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes uh, you're afraid because it's so important. Because you feel like you have a chance. So you're only afraid when you have some hope, too, I guess. So I have some hope. Yes, I do. Yes, I do have hope. There we are. Well, you, you're not more famous, but you're... You've got some hope. <laughs> yes, I do. Which is all any of us could ask if for. If I had no hope, I'd be resigned to failure, so I wouldn't have anything to be afraid about. I would already be in the acceptance phase of failure. But since I think that maybe I could succeed, I'm afraid that I won't, which is good. All right, well, that's the end of that podcast then. <laughs> Great. I will uh, talk to you next time. I look yeah, bye. Bye bye. Yeah, later. Tell me what the matter is, tell me what the matter is, tell me, tell me.
Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. My surname is Dick Dimpleshits. My surname is Dick Dimpleshits. 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 Dick